right, and welcome to the interview segment of the show, uh, everybody's favorite, hotly anticipated uh, segment. This week, uh, you know, we're taking a break from the vegetables and the politics and the current topics to talk about something timeless, Dungeons and Dragons. That's right. We've got Dave and Fran of Hapless Heroes. Uh, you guys are a D&D podcast, but really more like a comedy podcast that masquerades as a D&D podcast. Yeah, we just happen to be rolling yeah. dice right. when we tell jokes. Uh, occasionally. Uh, occasionally. Yeah. And you guys, are, you guys are based out of here in Buffalo. Mm-hmm. So introduce yourselves, guys, please. Uh, I guess I'll start. Yeah. So yeah, I'm Francesco, uh, you know, born and raised in Buffalo. And, you know, I've been playing D&D for long time but not as long as dave has um and yeah we just kind of like wanted to start this we started this podcast like six years ago and just like i don't know we just wanted like we i knew all of our friends were funny and so we just kind of wanted to put microphones in front of them and play a game and just kind of see what happens and and, well now here we are um but yeah it's just i'm I'm happy to be here big fan of the show long time listener oh yeah and and you are uh, a king in our discord francesca so we we uh we want to acknowledge you as such oh stop it so for the listeners at home who, you know, have this conception of your average D&D player, you know, neck beard and uh, pizza grease on the T-shirt. And, it's you know, totally accurate. Totally accurate. Um, <laughs> but no, I mean, there's, there's all these conceptions of what D&D is. And I, I think some people might be surprised or might not believe there could be a, a, a D&D podcast format. So what, <laughs> what, what help us out here? Like what? For for the hapless heroes or for a D and D podcast, because I know there's a few out there. Obviously, um, wh- what goes on? Like, um, help help us out. Boiling it down to like its most distilled form. If you took D and D, put it in a pot, cranked up the heat, and just let it cook, eventually it would boil just down to sitting around a table with your friends telling a story. Mm-hmm. And that's that's what it is, and that's what we do, and sort of really raw terms. So occasionally we use dice to you know resolve conflict in the story when one person's story kind of hits another person's or a non-player character or something but for or we just want to add an instrument add an element of like randomness or oh, chance yeah. or you know it's oh, yeah. like we we one of the things we pride ourselves on is uh spectacular failures and oh, you know yes. failing upwards mm-hmm. you know if someone rolls a one like we celebrate it we mm-hmm. celebrate it because it's just that's that's where the plot comes out of you know what i mean like that's the that's the good stuff. We learn from our failures, right. you know. And, well, let's let's even explain like, rolling a one. Explain like well, so yeah. so like yeah. Like I said we should probably right. Back so up like a so bit. yeah. So we, we, if you're we're gonna go into the the five e rule book or whatever well, for well, the so, listeners so, at home. So just just a, a quick like for people who aren't acclimated to like tabletop gaming. Yeah. Uh, you, there's dice rolling, and you know traditionally one of the main dice that you use is a twenty sided dice. Yep, that's the one that essentially makes all the decisions, and then uh, the others types of dice follow usually for like you know if you're trying to determine how much damage you're doing to something or whatnot but oh the, the, the d20 is what says if you passed or failed a certain check or ability you know like that you're trying to use mm-hmm. and whatnot that's that is that everything mm-hmm. starts and stops with that die right and 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 just like your bank account balance <laughs> how high you roll is determines how successful you are mm-hmm. a one Generally means you're dog shit. Yes, and I mean, a, and, and a twenty means that you're like Jeff Bezos. You know, I mean, that's certainly a way to look at it. Um, <laughs> you know, and there's like certain things that can modify your dice rolls and all that stuff. But we don't have to get into that. It's right. just because, but really, it's all based on just like that die roll is kind of what helps determine what happens next. Like, hey, I want to go, like, you know, like check, like, you know, look under that, uh, you know, look in this chest. I want to see what I find. You know, okay, well, roll me, roll me this thing, and mm-hmm. we'll see what you see. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just sort of, it's just using dice to kind of aid the 
the story progression and also to create that element of like, I don't know, there's like that the tension it creates sometimes in certain moments when mm-hmm. like something, something really big is about to happen and like everything's hindering on you rolling this die right. And it's like, you know, but like you can't, there's no, like we all have superstitions about rolling dice. Like I like to, I like to lay my dice on the table with the twenties facing up so that, you know, the weight mm-hmm. just kind of, you know, gravity pulls them down <laughs> that way just naturally. Um, but I know that's BS. Mm-hmm. I don't care. It's my superstition, and mm-hmm. I'm going to stick with it because it's just like you know, it's it's everything hinges on that. Like you're just you're you're counting on randomness, on chance to like you know, see if you're doing well or not. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter how powerful your character is. I mean, <laughs> I li- I like like the randomness of dice in those games because like even in your real in your actual day to day life, like there are certain things that you do all the time. You're like, oh, I always do this right. But like the other sometimes like I stub my toe walking through the door. Mm-hmm. Like I like even though like I've walked like normally I'm very good at walking through doors. <laughs> and generally generally I succeeded it, but sometimes nope, I, I fuck up. And like that's why I like like the dice roll added to the game. Yeah. You're like you're just not always assuming that you're you're doing the thing correctly. Yeah, and if, there are there are degrees to it. Sometimes you walk through that door better than others. Mm-hmm. You know, there are successes. Sometimes maybe you just go to brush your shoulder against the door frame. It's not mm-hmm. a complete failure, you know. Mm-hmm. It just crashed it. Just less graceful, right? right. Um, Other times you like break your fucking foot, <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Well, right. The, that you roll the one, you right? Know? Yeah, you'd step on a Lego and slip, and next thing you know, and like you're the, in ER. And there's like this dynamic between because, like you know, going back to like sort of the the, the core of D anD D, you have like the game master, the dungeon master, right? The person who's responsible for providing the narrative, who's sort of acting as the world, mm-hmm. right? They are the disembodied, like you know, be, they're sitting behind the fourth wall, just describing to the players, like, what they're seeing, what they're experiencing, and, and, and helping move, you know, things from one action beat to the next. And then you have the players who, you know, are the ones there to interact with what the DM narrates and presents, right? That's, like, that's the social contract. And, like, you know, we're starting to see D&D more popularized now in, like, you know, media, like Stranger Things, mm-hmm. right? You know, I mean, we can, you can kind of see how, you know, you, you, know, you have the, the person behind the screen, Right, who's got all the all the stuff back there and all their notes and all the secret stuff that they're hiding from their players and all the players are just getting real excited and trying to just you know overcome whatever challenges are being presented to them by the DM. Um, what they don't tell you is that the players can also provide present challenges to the DM mm-hmm. because when you have a bunch of funny people sitting around a table, um, they might get fixated on a word like cudgel, for example, <laughs> for like thirty five minutes, and then suddenly all of the hours and hours of notes and lore and all the things that you wrote to prepare for this particular story just never happen. Right. <laughs> um, so, so just for the listeners, just to make sure that everybody understands the context here, Hapless Heroes isn't like a, like a meta, like about D and D like, Oh, this is how you roll your no, dice type of podcast. A, yeah, no, we are sitting around a table just playing the game. This, so it's an actual, so it's an actual campaign. Yes. yes. Um, and from start to finish from right. start to finish. And now, Again, listener, if you are somebody who's only mildly familiar with D&D even, you know, you know, campaigns may last typically, what, a couple months, I think? Is oh, no. It, I, mean, I mean, there's some campaigns that can go for a few years and this and that. But, I mean, you know, it depends on the pacing. Ah, uh, right. okay. And if it's, like, pre-written or if it's something that you've homebrewed, right? Because, like, I mean, you can go as long as you wanted to if you're just sitting here playing pretend. It's just adult pretend is what we're right. doing, right? <laughs> right. I mean, it's escapism. It's, it's a way to sort of, like, just... You know, you create this fantasy world and everything works differently and it can just kind of be whatever you want. Okay, I think a couple months because I have, like, the attention span of, like, an infant. I mean, so, to be fair, like, most groups sometimes will fall apart after a few months because scheduling conflicts is right. really the, the, the greatest enemy to any D&D player. Right. Yeah. Right, that's that's the least realistic thing about Stranger Things is that they get to play all the time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, even in our show. 
because like you know I, I wanted to make sure that we say like you know we're not trying to pretend to be any sort of professional like um like podcast like you know there's like there's people who are well established like critical role is one of the biggest examples of like a very successful D podcast or like acquisitions incorporated or you know these these groups that have like the, all the production value and all that stuff and no we are very much an amateur thing mm-hmm. this is a hobby for us we just thought it would be it would be fun to record it but it's like what was i what was i getting at here i just sometimes talk and then it just kind of trails off we do that all the time here um we have no idea where it's gonna end up but yeah. it's usually somewhere good but I mean, like when it comes to like the the, the length of the campaign and like the story, it's like it's just kind of how long you can get it to go for. Because like in our show, like we've had we've had cast members come in, come out because like you know real life is still a thing. We all right. have full time jobs. We all have things that we do, and like you know people, have, people having kids or getting married or doing these things, they step away, and we just have to come up with like funny ways to explain the absence of this like you know maybe main character that's been around for a long time. And it's a fun it's a fun writing exercise, honestly. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then and then two weeks later, their reappearance. Yeah, oh, 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 hey. <laughs> You've been here the whole time. Yeah. If we were maybe a more serious, button-down, professional podcast, maybe we'd worry about these things and stuff like continuity. But, I mean, everybody knows what we are, so we can just sort of hand-wave these things. Mm-hmm. All right, you know, we're going to contrive something, and he's going to be gone for a couple of weeks with a concussion or something. Right. Yeah, <laughs> right. He, like, he slipped a disc. Right. Yeah. 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 He, he won a trip to Santa Monica on Wheel of Fortune, and so he's... <laughs> Yeah. Then comes back with a medical cod piece two weeks later. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that, that, that did happen, didn't yeah, it? Yeah. That, we did that to Zach, yeah. <sighs> yeah. No, it's, it's interesting because it's like two levels here, right? One is, you know, the actual like game of D&D itself. It's, you know, a lot more people have gotten into it or into similar games, of course, mm-hmm. like Pathfinder or whatever, um, over the pandemic, obviously. So I think there's, and, and due to Stranger Things, there's a lot more familiarity with it. Mm-hmm. And also your particular campaign that you guys are doing you're telling your own story so i think it's like two levels like it's like if you're somebody who's into D D, and then also here's a story for you that you guys are you and your and your fun group of friends are crafting together mm-hmm. yeah. um now how do you because again we're i mean we're we're all kind of amateur hour here but we're we're all amazing here right? yeah, come on. we're, we're top-notch content top producers notch. right yeah, we just don't have all the the big bucks we might yet. be we might be amateurs but we're definitely all like lottery draft picks for like the, the professionals speaking of which did we plug your patreon yet do we plug our page i'm just kidding plug, plug, <laughs> what's your patreon what's your patreon we'll, we'll, we'll do it we'll do it at the end of the interview guys we'll make sure we plug you pay us money pay them money pay us money first but pay them money <laughs> right after you got your money tree right. you're pruning it yeah Give them some money. Um, but no, I mean, like, as as content producers or um, building an audience, I mean, is there is there any thought to, like, like how do we expand our group? Or is it more like we, we make something that is, is relatively niche, but also, you know, we have a hardcore following? Like, That's do you- kind of how I, I would say the latter, for sure. Because it's like, you know, what we do is definitely not for everyone. And I'm mm-hmm. not going to claim it's for everyone, you know, because it's just it's, it's, it is very much amateur hour, but it's amateur hour with a lot of jokes and a lot of banter and a lot of fun, you know, but like what we've what I feel like we've heard from our audience a lot is like, we've had people coming in who've never played D&D before in their entire lives or ever been, barely have been, ever been exposed to it. And then they'll listen to our show and be like, you know, you inspired me to start our, like, my own game. Like, mm-hmm. I, I bought the handbook, I got this thing, and like now I'm like writing a story for my to like bring my family or my friends through. It's just like the amount of families or people that have like joined our Discord server and like tell to talk to us about like, you know, just I don't know, like all the way, like all the ways that we've inspired them. It's kind of it's weird. It's weird because like when we set out to do this six years ago, it was more just like eh, this is a fun thing. Like it's just like it's a D and D, but a little extra. Um, we didn't expect to get like this sort of weird, like, I'm not going to say a cult following. It's not really that, but we have some hardcore fans. Mm-hmm. Like I was telling you guys before we started recording, like we've now have two people 
two complete internet strangers who have tattooed our podcast's logo on their bodies. And that's like, that's a level of dedication that I just never expected we'd ever see from anyone who ever listened to our show. I figured we'd actually get, we'd get more hate mail than anything else. Right. None of that either. Well, now you guys have to keep it up because, like, you don't want, like, can you imagine, like, how disappointing it would be if you stop and it ends up being, like, a blockbuster tattoo? Like, yeah, I, mean, like, I, like like I nobody can... even knows what it is anymore. <laughs> right. I feel like I can say with, <laughs> yeah. with absolute confidence that even when we finish this campaign, we're going to keep, we're just going to do another one. Just, no, just start the whole campaign over again. <laughs> 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 it's really hard when, like, we've stopped preparing. Like, everything that we're, like, it, it may seem like, you know, sometimes when people listen, like, it sounds like we've prepared a bunch or, like, we've known about certain things for a long time, but it's like, it's gotten to the point where, like, I don't know, it's maybe some, about three years ago, we just stopped writing mm-hmm. and we just start improving it's all just been coming I mean, entirely improvised where like sometimes the paranoid conjecture of the people at the table is what drives me to be like you know what i didn't even think about that but that's happening now <laughs> you know like it's it's that's the beauty of this game it really can be whatever you want and the story can go anywhere and it's really as long as like what you're doing is serving the story everyone was having a good time that's that's it i mean i feel like the nitpicking nerds kind of said something similar when they were on talking about magic the gathering right? it's like you, you're, getting, you're coming together to have fun with your friends right you know like we're playing a game together but we all want to be like facilitating each other's good time mm-hmm. and it's the same way with D. like it's all about just getting together with your friends like you don't even have to know anything like you can get the basic rules on the internet for free download it right now get a d20 and play the game Right, I mean, it's I, I like I think it, like stuff like Magic the Gathering and like D and D or role playing games. As like when you age out of like drinking games, well, you still <laughs> hang out with your friends. <laughs> <laughs> so you're like you're still hanging out with your friends, and you're still drinking, but you're like I don't want to play quarters or asshole anymore. Yeah, like why don't we instead pretend to be gnomes? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would um, I, I would be remiss, guys, if, if we didn't have, uh, a, you know, a D&D podcast on our show. Um, if I didn't ask, because my girlfriend, every time I played during the pandemic, I did a few uh, campaigns here and there. I popped in and she'd always hear me uh, doing the voices of the oh, characters. I do voices. So she and she'd always roast the shit out of me for doing the voices. That's and anytime fine. D&D you live, comes you up, live your truth. Reed. Anytime, anytime D&D comes up, she's like, oh, are you going to do the voices again? So for the uninformed listener, uh, talk about doing the voices or getting into the characters that you guys are role playing. Dave, why don't you start? Yeah. Is there's, there's only so many ways like you can really convey something through, let's say, an audio only format. Mm-hmm. I can't I can't paint a picture i have to describe it and if i'm going to describe my character what better way than to slip into the voice a little bit <laughs> if i wanted to use an old wizard maybe i'll go something like this and now i'm telling you that i'm an old wizard and not just some really excited kid on the street who's you know oh i'm imp- 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 on sugar and stuff yeah, right. like being able to tell those stories it through adds to it the tools yeah. you have but like no like that's the one thing I if, if I'm not going to say it's criticism of Critical Role, but if there's one thing that maybe was an unfortunate byproduct of like these heavily produced D and D shows is that everyone now expects the D and D experience to just be like professional voice actors, and it's like <laughs> we are not like I I might I I may be when I'm driving, Dave's pretty close that was pretty Dave, good when we I may be like when I'm driving on the 33 or something like that like you know driving through town like by myself in my car practicing voices I am not a professional voice actor I just like to make silly voices like you know, my gnome voice is just like you know really high like this. Like, I just sound like a mixture of Spongebob and, like, Craig from South Park. <laughs> but then you can take that gnome voice and you can put an accent on it. So now I'm a British gnome, you know? Just, like, it's just whatever. Like, you just, just like, you find, just find, like, something that you can easily slip into that's not going to hurt your throat or whatever. And there, there's your character's voice. Now you have something you can just, I don't know, it just kind of comes out sometimes, too, when we're hanging out. Like, it just, we just start doing silly voices because it's funny. Yeah. 
It, it's a fun thing to do, and it doesn't have to be good, and it doesn't have it does to be not consistent. have to be good. Oh my god, I, they go all over I, the place. I'm surprised that our UK listeners still listen to us after how many times I've butchered things like a Scottish accent. <laughs> and oh, that's exactly why they listen to you. By mm-hmm. the way, is they want to hear a butchered Scottish accent. <laughs> so I've heard right. from them, um, but I did. I definitely have apologized to them on air for for disrespecting them. So it's <laughs> 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 really bad. Or every time I try to do a French accent, I end up just sounding Russian. Like, I don't get it. Like, I just can't. It doesn't matter. You know, or I feel like I've even had, like, you know, continuity is not our strong suit. Like, I've had characters' voices change between episodes where it's like this this, this non-player character, this person you encountered now sounds completely different. And they call me out on it. Yeah. Is it's, you know, usually we'll go two weeks between, and now, like, we go back to the, this no prep thing. And it has everything to do with the fact that our players are completely ungovernable. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's bad. Mm-hmm. But... So we'll we'll record, and then it'll be two weeks before we record again. And because we did no prep in the beginning, we did no you know we no, no note taking. taking in the middle. Right. Because why would we do that sort of thing? So plot details get lost. Things like characterization kind of they shift a little bit in a couple of weeks, and our audience seems to be very patient with us about this. <laughs> I, feel like, yeah. I feel like I have no excuse because I edit the show. So, like, yeah. I get to listen back to the same voice I was just doing and, and then be like, how did I forget this? How did I fuck this I up? Mean, I mean, like, to be fair, like, I think of, like, Game of Thrones and, like, Peter Dinklage, like, like That's by, like, true. by okay. like, season four just gave up on doing any kind of, like, accent and just said, fuck it. I you just... know what? And if Peter Dinklage can do it, so can we. Right, oh, yeah. yeah. That's that's basically been my rule, is what would Peter Dinklage do? <laughs> That's that's how, that's how we do our show, Jim. Right, yeah. What would Peter Dinklage do? Right, that's, 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 what would Peter Dinklage say to Jeremy Zellner? <laughs> <laughs> something uh, super smarmy probably yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah no it's it's amazing right like we live in this age of like constant content like you can watch any fucking television you sh- uh, show you want on any streaming service like there's so many different options for entertainment mm-hmm. and yet uh people inevitably were drawn back to like just the most base form of storytelling interactive storytelling mm-hmm. with with dnd like I, I always find that fascinating that out of all the entertainment things that we have the one thing that is one of the most popular experiences is like shared storytelling yes. with D and D and you know, games like that. Um, it, like listening to you guys talking, I was thinking like, man, this sounds just like the radio procedurals of like the 1940s and well, with gnomes. Well, that, that's, but that, really is. Yeah. But that's the thing is like, like, like in like, especially like the BBC never stopped doing like radio shows, but like they like somehow in the United States, we decided like that nobody listens to them anymore and podcasts are proving like that was definitely wrong. Very like wrong. people, yeah. would, people would listen to radio shows forever. Yeah, I mean, I didn't think anyone would listen to us, yeah. but I mean, I know that people would listen to radio. Yeah. Right. But then, and that's exactly what we are. We are a radio serial that is written entirely at the table on mm-hmm. the fly. Yep. Yep. I mean, like, you know, and like Dave and I, like, we do something that I, th- I think other groups don't necessarily do in that we rotate who is the DM. So, like, what we do is, like, we'll do a story arc, and, like, we'll, like maybe I'll do that story arc, and then whatever I, wherever I leave off, wherever I leave that story just sitting there, like, without any other knowledge, Dave just picks it up and then rolls with that, and then my character gets to play for a bit. Because, mm-hmm. like, for the longest time, I was the forever DM among mm-hmm. my friends, right? Like, no one else wanted to run a game, so, like, I was, I never got to just play. I always mm-hmm. had to be the one, like, to organize everything and, you know, keep track of all the things. And sometimes I just wanted to sit back and just play one character, just do one voice 
for a while. <laughs> um, and Dave was my savior in that in that regard. And you know, when you and not to mention, like you know, when you start when you write a story with somebody for like six years, like it's you kind of just inevitably become best friends, and that's kind of what's happened. Because like now we're just like even like even when we're like hanging out in public, we're still just riffing like ideas and stupid shit with each other. It's just it's fantastic. We were at a wedding the other day, and our, some of our players were there, and they were talking amongst themselves about what's happening next in the campaign. It's like one of the most exciting things to hear the people that you're like putting on this game for like getting excited about it outside of the environment that they're playing the game in. Right. Not a great best man speech, but still very exciting. <laughs> no, thankfully, no, we were, they just, they, 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 you know, the people who got married are actually fans of the show. And so they put all of us who, you know, all the people from the podcast, like they put us at the same table, the furthest away from where microphones were. Um, I'm not sure if that was intentional, but if it was, that was probably a good decision. It was intentional because I did the exact same thing at my wedding. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. Yes, you did. <laughs> now, now how do you guys so you said you know you draw inspiration from different things for stories i mean how do you how do you like are, are you pulling from i know there's source material for a lot of this stuff um we were talking before the show how stranger things like vecna mm -hmm. is the the big bad we of did the vecna show. first can i just say that on air right now we did yeah. Vecna first stranger things so um, well, you, you did Vecna before Stranger Things. I don't know. You guys were the first. No, we were not. No, no, of course not. No, I, I'm pretty sure I wasn't even alive when Vecna was created yeah. for the yeah. first time. Jack right? Vance did Vecna first. Yeah, it's just an anagram of his last name. Right. It was he was the DM, and that was his big bad. That it's he just had that everyone, into it's, the game. it's just that no one else is gonna you know think back that far. They're just gonna think of Stranger Things. So I just want to say publicly that we did it first. Yeah. <laughs> so. Before them, Hapless Heroes did Vecna first. You heard it on the Square Podcast. <laughs> Mm -hmm. here for posterity yep um but where like where are you pulling the ideas for like the stories the settings the villains i mean is it partially like the D, &D source material or is it like just from your own brains or a mix i think you're gonna get two different answers from me and dave because i think dave dave and i have two very different writing approaches when it comes to creating and crafting story dave is much more brutal i feel like when it comes to like <laughs> the challenges he presents and like I'm just kind of loosey goosey, you know. Like he like like, like um, but like where do you get like yeah, Dave? Like, like, like I, let's start with you. Where do you get your inspiration? I from? steal from <laughs> everything. Mm -hmm. Like uh, just about everything I do is some sort of under the radar reference to something else because I'm just stealing from every single piece of media I touch. Now, as an aside, I do not listen to D and D podcasts at all. I don't even listen to ours because I don't want to steal from anybody else's mm. active work as a primary source. Mm. Everything else in the world is fair game. Okay, I've got a mad scientist character. Well, I'm going to give him, I'm going to give him the Doofenshmirtz voice. <laughs> Just call him Dr. Hines and see if people watch that show and if they did great. And if they didn't, then I get to sneak it in under them. Yeah, it's true, actually, because, like, you know, like not everyone gets the reference, but, like, we have, I mean, we got so many pop culture yeah. references, so many, like, you know, like, we break the fourth wall constantly. There is, like, there is no, like, like if you're looking for a deep sense of immersion that, like, in, in a fantasy world, Hapless Heroes is not, is not that. Mm -hmm. um, there's plenty of fourth wall breaks, and, like, sometimes I'll even, like, you know, just call it out, like, this, you know, the disembodied voice from behind the screen says, you probably shouldn't do that. Right. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh. um, yeah, so it's lots of theft from that, and it's lots of since I've stopped sort of doing that pre-written preparing. You know, mm -hmm. I you know this is more of a very loose, formless style that we go with. I start thinking in terms of set pieces. Like I've got places that I want things to mm -hmm. happen. Mm -hmm. Like we had um, 
you know, a big fight that happened during a concert. And in my brain, I've just got uh, like uh, Carpelli's uh, um, as sort of, all right, take that, blow it up a little mm-hmm. bit. Now I've got this setting where mm-hmm. I've got these things happening and they're going to make the things happen now, but I've got a place. Mm-hmm. Right. So I'm thinking of, you know, things that I've seen Did I do, you know, what kind of architecture do I want to use that I've seen in my life? You know, what stories have I seen? Um, like borrowing um, for essentially the plot outline of Seven Samurai to put the players through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, and like you know, I have a similar answer in that, like you know, I'm constantly you're constantly borrowing ideas or concepts from like all the media and things you consume. You know, whether it's just like things you've seen in your own life or things you've seen like other people do, and you just kind of like it's just sort of an amalgamation of all that. Like you know, like because like you're you're we're just we're, we're stealing it and then we're like transforming it into something mm-hmm. weird and fun. Um, but I also like, you know, I use like, you know, I used to prepare a lot. Like I used to write like essays, you know, like a whole, like, you know, like write, write, literally writing out entire dialogue portions for like all my villains or my people. But then when I realized like I can't get through any of that dialogue without somebody interrupting or someone saying something really snarky or witty or silly, it's like, you know what? Nope. We're just going to go off the cuff here. Mm-hmm. You know, so now it's more just like, it's just kind of pulling for whatever pops in my brain at a time. So it's like any sort of visualization, any sort of thing, I just try to do my best to like take that from my brain and then put it out into like a description. Because that's the other challenge with audio only, right? Because D&D is not just a theater of the mind type game. You can get miniatures, you can write, you can be, you know, big maps and boards. Like you can make it in a board game if you want to. You can get as tactile as you want with it. But when we're doing a podcast, all you have to, all you have is the voice in your mm-hmm. ears. So, you know, we've had to train ourselves over the last six years to, like, be as descriptive as possible, which we were not always, mm. you know, to just, like, be able to, like, I don't know, just bring the person or bring the listener and, like, the players, like, into the into the scene more, right? Because that's what you're doing. Kind of like Dave was saying, you have a set, you have the scene, and you're kind of just, like, letting the actors play it out, mm-hmm. right? And then just creating, like, you know, okay, like, cool, this is a good moment to insert this, like, villain or person or set piece or action or event, Right, perfect. You know, like my favorite thing to do is like when they're all arguing with each other and bickering is when an event happens because mm-hmm. like they weren't paying attention. Now something's happening to break up this argument, and now we just have to decide something. Yeah. You know, like it's just it's, it's you kind of just there's like that give and take. You just kind of feel it out. It sounds like you guys are like I, I have experience playing role playing games, so it sounds like you guys have gotten the good and experience where you know, one of the things that I think happens to a lot of like initial like DMs the first when they're first starting is they have like a plan for how things are going to go, and if you've played for I don't know, two minutes, you find out that like all your players are going to definitely go wherever besides where you thought they were going to go. Yep. You know, like I was running a campaign one time and like, you know, like, or like, all right, well, you have to go into this church and like find something. And the, the guy was like, is there a town hall here? And I was like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> yeah, of course there's like, all right, I'd like to check, search the records. I was like, holy shit, get the hell out of here. Like, okay. right, yeah. like, of course, like, yeah, let's do this. Like, fine. Great. Like you, 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 you can totally do you, that. You get to practice your improv now. Right. Yeah. yeah. That that's sort of a thing with as a DM, you have to know your players. Mm-hmm. It, 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 you know, yeah, you can do a game with people you've just met, but in the first few sessions, you got to kind of get to know them and know what kind of campaign do they want. Do they want something that's really fighty? Do they want something that's really talky? Mm-hmm. Are they the sort who are willing to stay on rails that you can give them a more tailored, right, like railroady kind of experience, or are they like our players, just completely ungovernable? <coughs> like they're going to do the weirdest shit, and if uh, if they know that you're going to get triggered by them doing the weirdest shit, they're going to do weirder shit. Mm-hmm. And then being able to tailor your style to that. So our style has become this very loose, no prep, like the Jeet Kune Do of, uh, 
of of DMing where it's just be like water, you know, mm-hmm. uh, let it happen. Our friend Phil, also a member of our game, probably the best pre-preparation dungeon master I have ever seen in my life. He goes all out with the miniatures and the set pieces. That's that's not a D, that's not a podcast game. That's an in-person game where yeah. you can have those things and you don't have to force yourself to be descriptive. But it's a very different style, and it's being you know I can be very appreciative of his very different kung fu from mine. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's true. Um, I mean, I think that as time has gone on, my style and Dave's style have sort of decided to like melt together. Obviously, right? Because like I've borrowed a lot of stuff that like he does well, and I think that I can definitely feel when you you know when you yeah. do we kind of just mirror each other a little bit now. Oh, absolutely. Um, which is really cool. Like, it's just a cool, it's just, a, it's just fun to kind of see like how we've all kind of grown as a, as a friend group even too. Mm-hmm. Cause like, it's just like, you know, you're, we're just, we get together, we get, we get together every two weeks and get to shoot the shit for like three, four hours mm-hmm. and like play a game and just be complete goofballs because you know, the world mm-hmm. sucks. Things are depressing. Mm-hmm. And like what we wanted to offer ourselves, right. Cause it's therapeutic for us to do this. Um, but also to our audience is just like, you know, like that healthy dose of escapism that just that, let me take you to a faraway land where things are strange and pe- there are cat people and frog people. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? Like it, it's just, just to kind of like, you know, let's, let's just have a moment together where we can just share a laugh. It doesn't matter where you come from. doesn't matter who you are. doesn't matter what you know about this game. Like, you know, we're going to try to t- t- make you feel like you're sitting at the table with us and just being a part of the experience. Now, what, what's the, what's the craziest uh, arc you guys have had on hapless heroes? Do you have one that you're God, like, Holy shit, know. this is like bananas. The thing is, like, I feel like our audience asks us questions like this, but yeah. like, I forget so many of the things that happen in our show because we've been doing it for six fucking years that it's like, people like, I get reminded of certain things that have happened in the show and I'm like, I can't even remember saying that. Yeah. <laughs> like, like our audience has a, our audience, we have people who've like listened to our show now like, and we're talking, we have 270 episodes or something like that. We've yeah. got people who've listened to this show five times through. Cause like, we could tell you every detail that's happened. Like I could barely tell you what we did last week. You know, but if there's one that stuck with me is earlier on the heist that you yeah. ran. Oh, Dave. we've been I've been chasing the heist ever that since heist, I did. It was it. just a two part episode. It was just two episodes, like back to back. It was what was it? The um, Grand Theft Uh Oh, and then the Jewel of Denial, aka the Nope Diamond. Those two episodes back to back. It's <laughs> heist prep, heist, and it just um, I, I could I just I can't. Uh, it was one of the best things we've ever done, and yeah, I think we've been chasing that ever since. Like, the whole premise is, like, you know, like, at least at the start of the campaign, our adventurers are, like, are such a budding, like, they're, they're looking for work. They're looking to make a name for themselves. They're trying to figure out, like, what their place is in the world, right? So, like, they took a contract to, like, heist a jewel from a rich person's house, and mm-hmm. things got complicated. The plan was fantastic. Because, like, the first episode, I think during the planning phase, there was one die rolled that entire episode. Oh, yeah. And it was at the end. And then, and then it was the heist because it was all just role play. It was all just planning. So I was like, yeah, whatever. Like, there's no need to roll dice here. Let's just just go. Mm-hmm. I barely had to say anything. Yeah. It was mostly them planning. Well, I was DMing. Oh, you were DMing, but, yeah, yeah. But we barely but, had to say anything yeah. because it was just like everyone. We were just all arguing with each other about yeah, how to do this. Let you guys figure it out. Mm-hmm. And that that's one of those places as a DM when you can just sit back, you know, back from the screen and just let them do their thing for a half hour. That that's when you know you've really succeeded as you've set things up where you don't strictly need to be on top of them driving the game anymore. Because they're doing it themselves, yeah. and they're doing just fine. 
Um, the other one would be that is a standalone episode. So it's like it's almost like you can roll the It's Always Sunny theme song music like to start <laughs> in between these two things where it's like at the end of an episode, I remember like my fr- one of our players, Zach, was like, I'm going to make a frog character. And I'm like, you are absolutely not going to make a frog character. And the very next episode is because like we got together on like a random Friday when we only had a few people. Um, we had like a skeleton crew and we recorded an episode. And what's the character he brought? A friggin' frog. <laughs> And that and, and what was supposed to be just like a one time thing, that character is now like a staple <laughs> in the show. So like, so the episode was. I remember because I also be, was a, I was a bit of a chode about numbering our episodes because oh, yeah. like any 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 episode that was not part of the main story, I didn't give it a number. I just gave it a different kind of designator. But in retrospect, I probably should have just numbered them all because they all do relate to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but episode fifty point five, Enter Frogman, was the. <laughs> That was like when we peaked. I feel like no, I don't think we peaked. Yeah, but, I don't think we you know, peaked. Just but that like, was that was that was a place. That was, was like because it, was, it almost felt like cause I, I was DMing that, but it almost felt like at the start of that episode, everyone was the DM because everyone was just adding a different piece of the story or something funny that like or just a set piece that they were just throwing in there, and it was just like yes, like it's like we're just throwing it all in the pot, mixing it up, and now we have like a really funny mm-hmm. thing that's happening. Um, yeah, it's, it feels like a fever dream, though. Because, like, you know, cause sometimes, you know, like, we, we sometimes have a few, like, you know, uh, adult sodas um, <laughs> while we record these episodes. So it just, in, in we, we were doing those, we were still doing them in person at that point yeah. um, because we were all still in Buffalo and there was not the plague happening. Yeah. Um, but then we switched, we switched to remote during, mm-hmm. um, during the pandemic. And now, you know, uh, we have one of our cast members is from Canada. So we're remote, we're now just doing this remotely all the time. Right. Because it's uh, kind of hard to get someone over here to, across the border to record an episode every two weeks. I feel like that's, you know, not a compelling reason to drive to the States for a day. Mm-hmm. Maybe if not for you, but I mean, <laughs> right. Right. I mean, look, if the Toronto Maple Leafs can do it. Yeah, that's fair. Speaking of fever dreams, that first recap episode. like we were Oh yeah. So about. like over time we've done like different, well, we've tried to do recaps where it's like, you know, we really, we, we were thinking about it. I like, was like, you know, people might be jumping into this like way later and like, they're going to see this catalog of like 300 episodes or something like that and be like, that's intimidating. Mm-hmm. Um, so we wanted to like create a few like recaps along the way, but the f- we tried to get a little too heady with the first recap we did, where we did it in the style of a fantasy radio show. So it was a radio show taking place in the fantasy world that the campaign was taking place in, and we were telling the recap through the eyes of the people that our heroes have encountered along the way, which was, I mean, as a creative exercise, amazing. It was the only time we've ever storyboarded. <laughs> Where we actually created this, is, we're going to do this new segment, then we're going to do this new segment, then we're going to do, like, so we're going to do, like, okay, we're going to interview this person, right? We're going to interview this NPC, then we're going to do headlines, and then we're going to do this, right? And it was just, like, we did the whole production. We had, like, you know, they were saying, oh, the phone lines are blowing up, uh, whatever those are, <laughs> you know? Because it's, you know, it's like, this is before phones existed. This is, you know, it's like a, it's like, it's like medieval fantasy with magic. But, you know, it's just magic phones. Yeah, whatever. We're just never going to mention the phone lines again. But there they are. They're lighting up. Let's get our first caller. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm still stuck on uh, like the listeners who've listened to the show like five times through. It blows my mind. And like you know, what's funny is that there are people who like will tell me like, "Oh, sorry, I can't listen to next week's episode because I haven't listened to one like three weeks I'm like ago." Too. And I'm like, "Wait a minute, no, this is like the news. Like, you don't <laughs> like us. Like like where oh, where would I start with your podcast? I don't know today. Like yeah, yeah. today or like in 1860 or whatever when the Buffalo News was founded. Like that, that's <laughs> when you need to start with our podcast. But 
I mean, obviously, you know, a little bit different format. Uh, I mean, it's true because, like, you know, with you guys, I mean, because it's it's not it's just episodic. You're not right. like you don't. There's not necessarily like a continuity. You have to. I mean, although there is lore that continues through the episodes. There is lore. So, you know, I would, I would, I would encourage Square <laughs> listeners to go back to episodes if you haven't listened because there's a Nate watch. I mean, come right. on, it's my favorite Nate watch. Segment. Nate watch. It's We're always watching, segment. baby. Um, but you know, so it's just like, but but that's the thing, right? Like having those bits, having things like that's we try to do the same thing because like we've realized like you know like people just like kind of latched on to certain things, and especially when we saw that our audience was latching on to certain characters or certain things, we're like, well, we got to bring it back now, mm-hmm. you know, because it's just we've I don't know, we've gotten a lot of great feedback from the people who've listened to our show, and it's just it's I I, I don't know. I still don't know what to do with it, right? Because like, I, I still don't believe that people give us money every month, like donate money to us on Patreon, because like. It's just like we're just doing this weird amateur thing that's just like we're just playing a game and like laughing a lot and recording it sometimes. You know what I mean? It's just it's weird. It, 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 it's still weird that like people have the tattoos, people are binging the show, people are just it's like it's it's still weird just that people are giving us an hour of their time every week because mm-hmm, we try to keep everything to an hour, right? Because like most D&D games, like, you're not going to be sitting down just for an hour. Like if you're sitting down in person with your buddies to play a D&D, D&D game, expect to be there for like three to five hours mm-hmm. at least. Right. I mean, I play, I remember playing, I, I ran a game that literally went for like 48 hours. Like the only time we Jesus. broke, we, we broke to sleep because like we had an audience. We were like, we were camping out. It was like a, for like a gaming meetup for like a bunch of people who played Eve online. Cause that was that dork. Right. Um, but like, I ended up just running a game for some of my friends, but then like a crowd started like forming around us because, you know, we were just being really silly and to the point where like they were giving us event tickets to give out to people who are participating in the audience. So like, I would just ask the audience like, Hey, what happens to this person? Like they rolled the net one. Oh, they slipped the disc. Perfect. You slipped the disc. <laughs> All right. You're, you have disadvantage on strength checks now for the rest of the freaking game or whatever. It hurts. Actually for the rest of your life, even when you leave this game and you go play <laughs> other games, you actually slipped a disc now. Right. Uh, you know, I'm sorry. But like, it's like, it's stuff like that that kind of reminds us like, okay, you know, maybe what we're doing here is like, it, it serves a purpose, right? We were providing entertainment. We're providing like, uh, I don't know, just some form of escapism, something to kind of just, you know, just, just take a break from the craziness of what, what's going on around us for a bit and just, I don't know, listen to people be goofballs for an hour. Some of the people you guys have on this podcast have the power to change the world. We don't. We tell them. Oh wow! <laughs> That's what we do. We 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 give we give people an hour a week where they don't have to deal with those problems. Yeah, that's true. That's you know, true. Rest and recharge for a bit, and then go out and get. Back Maybe that's at. why we haven't gotten a lot of haters yet because Maybe. we haven't really invited them in. Right. <laughs> Dave and Francesco of the Hapless Heroes podcast. Thank you guys for joining us. Where can the listeners? find you anywhere podcasts are found we're on spotify we're on apple itunes run literally any podcast service that accepted an rss feed i, I put us on there um so just look for hapless heroes you'll see you'll see it's like a blue and like neon green net like a d20 symbol with a little one on it that's right. us makes a great tattoo makes a great tattoo apparently oh, so. um just ask some of our listeners we have a discord server that's in there our show notes you can join and talk to us there if you're like just wanted to talk to us i guess you know it's like some people do um, and yeah, I mean, that's where we're on all the kind of social media. We're terrible at social media. Like I am the worst. I'm a Luddite when it comes to social media. I don't like to use Twitter. I don't like to use, like I have those accounts, mm-hmm. but do I post? No. Mm. Like I gave, tw- I gave Twitter control to one of our crew, our cast members, yeah. Zach, who's an absolute nut job. So like he's, we got a lot of weird yeah. stuff, but we're just at hapless heroes on Twitter. Check us out there. We got a link to our discord there. You can find us on your podcast service, but just thanks for having us guys. This is just great to yeah. talk about. Oh, thanks for coming Dragons on. for a while. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and if you like what you heard, give them money. And of course, give us money. Give, give them, us money give, first. Give them money and then give us money yes. and then we can all have money. It'd be right. Great. 
You have you have enough money. You have enough disposal. I know. I know the price of gas is up. I don't care. I. I it's bullshit. Drive less. Walk more. You need it. Right. You've been drinking yeah. too many beers. You look a little paunchy. Just cut back on those avocado toasts. Yes. Right. <laughs> Damn millennials. All right. Thanks, guys. Thanks, buddy. Thank you. Thanks.